You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al well, Boomer calls it hump day. It's Wednesday, February 18th. What's up? What's up? What's up? Jerry and Al back again. Uh, Al and Jerry, and a lot of times on the show, I love this. And some people get annoyed. I don't, quite frankly. I think it's funny. Sometimes I'll be in the middle of, of saying something because I don't get to finish it. It's called being interrupted. You know, or, you know, sometimes I could say, like, you know, the Rangers last night lost four. Because Craig did. Uh, today, Al, you had a story that you tried sharing with us, and it went like this. Uh, yeah, Craig. Oh. So what was the story, Al? You never got it out there. Yeah, people hate when Craig interrupts you, but that's what the entire segment is. So I don't know how they can listen to it and like the show and hate Craig interrupting you because that's what your segment has become. Craig interrupts you. So we were playing Drops of Jupiter by Train. I don't even recall how that started, and uh, uh, Craig wanted you and Boomer to sing it. Yeah, I have no idea how that started. And surprisingly, started. you knew a lot more lyrics than I thought. I, I listened you, you to really everything. Know that. Yeah, but you know the lyrics of that one, Jerry. I do know a lot of lyrics, and I probably could have sung a lot more. I just I, I never know where we're going with that. I don't know if I should stand back, let Boomer do it, if Craig's going to do it. So it's like the third wheel in the room. Right. So um, I yeah, I wanted to relay a story, which uh, Rockaway Mike on Twitter had asked me right after it happened. Can you please explain your story on, sure. on Twitter? I mean, on your podcast. Uh, it's really not a big deal, but I was going to say, I, I heard the, the guy from Train interviewed on the Howard Stern show. Mm. And uh, he said Drops of Jupiter was about his, uh, his mom that died. So I was going to share that because I know how like Boomer likes to mention to you guys that his mom died when he was younger. Just going to bring the whole show and down. And then he likes, the to, yeah, he likes to bring the show down like that. Huh. So, yeah, if you know that while listening to Drops of Jupiter, it makes the song a more powerful song. I think that is the case in every, uh, you know, with every band and every album and every song. Because, you know, a lot of times we sing these songs, we don't really give it much thought. And that's to Craig's point. That I, and I believe him. I think if you've got a good beat and a good sounding song, I do believe most people can write a poem and you can make a song a hit. But it does take on a new meaning when you know what the actual songs, what what the genesis of the song is. All of a sudden, you I don't know, you feel a little bit more in tune with the band, I think. Yeah, I always like when a song is a song that you've known for a long time, like Drops of Jupiter is a perfect example. It was on the radio, beaten to death on the air. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, and then you got probably got sick of it. And then when you hear what the song's about, then when you re-listen to it, you have a new love of the, of the song. And K-Rock, by the way, you used to work at K-Rock, and you used to tell me about how you'd play songs in really rapid rotation. Yes. Was I don't remember. I know I know the song because my kids listen to it. Was that one of those songs that you remember would have been every two hours we would have heard on the radio? Uh, yeah, K-Rock did not play Train. No, I, I know that, but, but yeah, that saying, like Z100? Yeah. For sure, PLJ, yeah. Because yeah. that was a song that crossed over formats, Drops of Jupiter. It was top 40. It probably played on like a light FM. Everywhere. You know, everywhere. 
And they were also one of those newer type bands that if K-Rock was still around, I bet it probably would have been on it, I would think. You know, that song, I saw them in, in concert do that song, and that song's made me think, like, this doesn't sound that difficult to play on the piano. And that's when I went out and bought a keyboard and learned online how to play that song. I, I'm not, it doesn't sound exactly like no, it's it. it's close. I've heard you do I it. But if I played it, you would say, yeah, I could, yes, that's I've, that's I've seen you do it, and it's quite impressive, actually. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of our podcasts, we're going to break out the keyboard. Keyboard? Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll bring my keyboard in and I'll sing my, my podcast. We'll play. And I, and I will sing for you because oh, God yeah, darn, you, I you got such that. a voice. You did know that one. Uh, Westminster Dog Show. Congratulations, Miss P, a four-year-old beagle, wins it. We discussed this yesterday. I think we brought up Tommy and, and Paul Rosenberg, who you do, had no idea who he was yesterday. He but now we here. do. He does work here. So the beagle wins. Uh, you fired up about this? Uh, well, I do like that, number one, a normal dog won. It okay. wasn't a dog with... Like what essentially looks like uh, blow dried hair, right? Or or when they they when they um when they shave the dog's fur around its body but keep the fur around his paws and his head and his tail. I don't like that look. Like this was like an actual normal dog. The only thing I didn't like about this dog winning is the dog's name being Miss P. That's not a dog's name. That's no good. Boomer is a dog's name. Oh. Yeah, Bentley. Like what did you? What are your dog names from growing up? Uh, Fluffy. Fluffy is a great dog's name. We had, uh, and then Beagles my mother had. Uh, she had Lacey and Sophie and Nikki. Well, those and are Nikki human Nikki died names. a lousy death, unfortunately. Nikki the us. Beagle? Yes. All three Beagles my mother had were phenomenal dogs. Nikki was the most fun of them all because we would take the dog, me and Kim would take her to the park and just throw a ball. I mean, it was really, it was a blast. So how did Nikki uh, uh Unfortunately this for world? us, Beagles are very uh, curious dogs, if you will. She somehow, and I still to this day don't know how, fought her way through a door that was locked, a little crease, and she chewed her way through the door into like, um, I don't want to say an attic, but like a storage area, and she wound up eating rat poison. Ooh. And it was, I mean, you talk about heartbreaking. She was four years old, and my mother loved that dog, as did we. And she was a great dog, and I remember just walking home one day. I found her just in a pool of blood. And it was uh, just horrendous. Wow. Speaking of bringing down the show. So we've done um, songs about moms dying and beagles uh, eating rat poison and bleeding to death. Jerry, this leads us to more torturous things. A man is listening to Nickelback, the band, for 168 straight hours, and he's doing this for some sort of charity. 168 hours of Nickelback. I don't buy it. You don't think he's doing it? First of all. It's not in the background. He's doing other things. First of all, you're not staying awake for 168 hours. But it's hours. still on and your brain is But how does it. that count? That doesn't... It counts because you're 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 subliminally listening but to Nickelback. But you're not sleeping. Yeah, but when you wake up, it's there. When you go to sleep, it's there. Well, you're probably dreaming of Nickelback. I've done that before too. Well, not 168 hours, but I could do that. I could put the Beatles on for 168 hours and just have them everywhere. That I, that to me isn't a big deal. The fa- the hard part of this is staying up and listening to it. That's the torturous part. Plus, there's probably actually fans of Nickelback who do that without doing it for charity. That exactly. just love the Nickelback. I have about 168 hours of Boomer and Carton. I could do that too, but I just don't. The problem I have with this is not that it was on. It's that the fact that he listened to it because you know I I know your point. You're sleeping subliminally, subli- subliminally. Uh, you're hearing it, but you're not listening to it. Right. I don't buy it. Would you? Do you have a band that you don't think you could listen to for 168 straight hours? That I could not listen yeah, to? Yeah, what would be torture for you that you would have to do for charity? Um, I, Probably a heavy metal band, because after a while, like I like Tool. 
I don't know that I could listen to Tool for 168 hours or Rage. I like Rage Against the Machine. But after a while, they're yelling at me too much. Right. I don't know that I could kind of keep up with that. I never understood hours. Tool. Like, Why? I know people love Tool. I don't and, love them. I like them. And when I worked at K-Rock, we played some Tool You played songs. Enema a lot, I bet. Yeah, and there's another one with like a 46 in the title or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a Tool guy. I get Tool confused with Slipknot. Like, they were... like. When rock bands are wearing masks and stuff, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that whole early 90s portion of that and, and mid-90s where some of those really hardcore rock bands became mainstream because of stations like K-Rock. I got into them, and I I, I know, I get it. They're a little uh, weird, if you will, but I don't know. It was kind of different. That's what I liked about Tool. Tool wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, you know, pound the drums and start screaming. There was a little bit of rhythm. Some of the songs, they would sing really low, then they would... Bring the volume up. I don't know. I like Tool. I picture Tool being one of those bands where if you heard their their single or something on K-Rock and then you went out and bought the whole album, you'd be like, what is this? And uh, the one decent song was the one on the radio. I did that. And if I had the uh, disc in my hand, I could go over it. There were, I remember buying it, and I believe there were three good songs on that disc. And the rest of them was like, okay, fast forward. Yeah. But that, in, in fairness, that was a lot of uh, bands. It's most bands. In the 90s. Yeah. No, that is true. I agree with that. Uh, speaking of the 90s, you know what was hot in the 90s was Sidney Crawford. Yeah. Beautiful. Quite frankly, still quite attractive. There's this picture of her. I guess she was doing a photo shoot that got out, got released before they touched it up, if you will. And it it's a very real picture. I mean, you see Cindy Crawford looking like a 48-year-old mom who looks beautiful, but... The stomach isn't quite as um, firm, if right? Is that a good way to put yeah, it? It's not tight. And it's not tight. And I don't know how this is going to get received. I know a lot of people have said this is a gorgeous real photo. I'm sure other people are going to be like, what is that? Um, I hate when things like this go viral. And I feel bad for the pr- – I know there's no such thing as bad publicity, quote, unquote. I don't know. Some things like this, does she need this at this point in her life? Um, well uh- – her husband, uh, her current husband, responded with, uh, he took a picture of her out by the pool uh, yesterday or t- two days ago. Looking good, Jerry. Of course. Looking smoking hot, sitting so, there by the pool. Do you think this picture that was released is real? Um, well, even still, even if it's not touched up, she's still wearing like a lot of makeup and it, it, it looks like she's got a fake tanner on, so it doesn't look great. But I like that people, it's good for... Um, Women's self-image, I think, because they all, if we bombard women with images of these perfect women, it's nice for them to see. Like, uh, um, yeah, like when we see guys like in, like when I see pictures of Steve Weatherford. Oh, I feel good about myself. I want to see like an untouched Steve Weatherford photo where he's not looking all ripped. I think actually you, you are. Oh. We've seen Weatherford in person. He's still ripped. Yeah. The thing I love about Weatherford, though, <laughs> Pretty much. in person when you see him, he is ripped. He's tons of muscles, a big yeah. dude. And then you watch on Sunday in football, and he goes out there to punt. You're like, who's this little guy? <laughs> and that's the guy in <laughs> men's health. <laughs> right. This guy's in great shape. He looks tiny compared to these other large fellas. Uh, I know. I, well, it goes to show just the massive size of these NFL players. And I've been in enough locker rooms to know that you actually feel like half a human being. Right. Kind of like when these athletes come in and Boomer gets together with them, and then you walk by them. It's like, hello, sir. You feel like you feel like nothing. Well, people always say that when they come in to meet Craig, that he's that Craig is taller mm. than they thought because in all the pictures, it's like Craig Boomer and Carl Malone, right? 
uh, you know, Craig Boomer and the Big Show from the WWE. So Craig is always the smaller guy in the photo, but not a small guy. And we forget because we forget Boomer is one of the um, class large. of athlete that's a giant, really a giant, very tall. So I mean that's just kind of the way that is, but whatever. Anyway, that actually started with Cindy Crawford, and somehow it ended with Boomer being really big. Jerry, you're familiar with the uh, Toy Hall of Fame, that place where they go, like, they'll, they'll induct uh, checkers, the Rubik's Cube, classic toys. I am now. Well, yeah. though, yeah, I think we've discussed that on the show. Uh, there, That same company now has the World Video Game Hall of Fame that they're just starting, and they're looking for people to nominate video games for the Video Game Hall of Fame. Right. So what would you put as a first ballot Hall Ms. of Pac-Man. Famer? No, you got to go regular Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man came after Pac-Man. But it was better than Pac-Man. No, it was this. She just had a bow in her head. I know, but it was better. It was the same thing. I, I don't like Pac-Man. I love Miss Pac-Man. You got to go Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. Fine. You're not putting both in. Maybe you combo them up. Okay. I think Space Invaders was no, was like good. the very first one. I agree. Uh, Asteroids. Yes. How about Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong, I would put in there. Um, what is it? Tapper. No. Really, Tapper? No oh, chance. I could play Tapper for days. Yeah, but it's not a it's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Fro- oh, that's fair. Like Frogger would be. All right, Missile Command. That I was like early Command. on. Um, We're doing Mount Rushmore video games right now, aren't we? No, this is no Hall of Fame of video <laughs> games. Did you ever see when you mentioned Donkey Kong? There's a great documentary on a guy who's trying to break the world record for Donkey Kong. What is with these people? And it's a great. Um, it's a great documentary. It's on Netflix. I'm, I'm sure it is. I forget what it's actually these people, called. people, I don't understand who, can you ask me, answer me this? Unless you're independently wealthy, and there are plenty of people out there that are, who in the hell has time to set world records for Donkey Kong or to listen to 168 straight hours of Nickelback? Do these people have jobs? Well, I think like the Donkey Kong guy, I think when you compete in various uh, tournaments leading up to it, if you win these Donkey Kong tournaments or Pac-Man tournaments or what, just, just like poker tournaments, this. you get prizes <laughs> and maybe you can do it for a living if you're the best. Well, I will say this. I know. Wow. That sounded like Boomer. I'm sorry. Uh, a contractor friend of mine has a son who actually plays video games professionally right now. So you are right about that. You can when actually he's I think his I think he told me his son made one hundred and ten thousand dollars last year playing video games. 19 years old, quit college, and made six figures last year playing video games. Yeah, you got to look for this documentary on I Donkey Kong. I, I wish I, I wish I Googled the name before I sat down here. Now, let me add, Real quick, on the Hall of Fame, though, does that include games like Minecraft that have come and taken games by Storm and Super Mario yes. Brothers? But again, I don't think the, they Minecraft can't go in before all these other games okay. that started before that. Okay, so the, the trendsetters got to come yes. first. Because without them, there wouldn't be a Minecraft. There would be no Minecraft. But Super Mario Brothers has been around a long time now. Yeah, I would put Mario Brothers up there. You would? Yeah. Okay. That's the, up there. What about Pitfall? No. Uh, I loved Pitfall. I did too. Yeah, that was a good one. That was. It's really funny. Now, were you an Atari 2600 guy, or did your family go uh, in television or ColecoVision? We never had in television. We never had Coleco. We had Atari, and then if I'm not mistaken, it was right into Sega, into Nintendo. I did not play video games very often. I like Pitfall a lot. I like Miss Pac-Man, the video game, not for the house. Like to go to a place. Yes. The only way I would play it would be uh, literally a video game in an arcade. Love it. To this day, I still like it. Um, But other than that, and I would play some of the basketball games, like the, the Sega NBA games. Was my brother was really into video games. All I mean, and the, he to this day plays Super Mario Brothers. It's like Bob Dwyer. Uh, the Commodore 64, did you have one of those? 
We like, might have. They had was a, that the computer? Yeah, that was the computer with a disk drive. Yes. They had a great game, a uh, basketball game you were mentioning, uh, Dr. J versus Larry Bird. It yes. was called One on One. Well, I had that. And then I think a year, a couple years later, it was it was Michael Jordan against that I didn't have. maybe Larry Bird. I had the first one you're talking about, yeah. though. And I also we also had the boxing one where you just saw the gloves come up. Well, that was the Atari, I think. Was that Atari? Okay. Yeah. That was fun. And then you see the guy get all dazed and everything, and yeah. then you go down and you'd win. Yeah, I loved video games when I was a kid. I don't, so, I can't get into them now, but you were more into video games back then, and you played them a lot. Yes. See, I, when I was I, in like seventh grade, eighth grade. Really? See, by, by eighth grade, I was out. I was already done with video games. To me, it was more about now. I want to make sure I'm playing, you know, high school baseball, and uh, I wanted to play football. I played one year and then broke my leg, and that was kind of the end of that. Um, but I, I just never got into the video games. Yeah, I was an television guy. I don't even know what Intellivision is. That would, they were big on the sport games. They were better than the so Atari sport games. How did I not have games. that? Your parents what did my didn't parents love you. Do? No, they, you know what? They, they were great with the other ones. They, I just don't think my mother knew about that. Oh. Um, my mom, that was Al, who said, you didn't love me. Jerry, game over. What was that? That was how I ended today. Yeah. Video game. Goodbye. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.